Hello and welcome to the City Business Edition. My name is Kojo Akoto Boating. This morning we are talking about something which is very important. Fertilizers. How do we get quality fertilizers on time to feed our agri industry to enable production to move on? This morning my guest for this conversation is the CEO of Glufet, one of the biggest fertilizer companies in Ghana and West Africa. And he joins me to talk about the issue of fertilizers in Ghana, the company Glofet, and how they are helping revolutionize the space in Ghana, and how together we can all build an agri industry which will give us the results that we need. His name is Foster Mauli Benson. Welcome to the City Business Edition, Foster. Thank you very much, my brother. Uh, you can see my voice is a bit uh, rusted because We've been having uh, sleepless nights trying to produce high quality, affordable, tailor-made fertilizers for our farmers for the rest of the season as well as for the upcoming season. I remember when the plant at Tichamante on the Nsahom's home road was inaugurated. I think the Vice President, His Excellency Dr. Mohamed Dubaumia was there. I think the former Deputy Minister for Trade um, Robert Amkalinse was also there and there were lots of people in the agribusiness space also there and the excitement that Glufer's introduction on the market was going to boost fertilizer production. Um, a couple of years on, where are we? First tell me about the vision to set up that huge company called Glufer. Why, why did you decide to set up a company that produces and bags fertilizers here? And not just be like a regular, a regular businessman who just go and buy back fertilizers already and come and sell on the market. Well, very important point uh, you just raised. I mean, first of all, reason why we established Glofet, um, as I mentioned earlier on, is basically to produce tailor-made fertilizers. Uh, in the past, you noticed that um, growing up, um, you walk to the agri shop in your village <clears throat> excuse me and you see uh, only one fertilizer on the shelf uh, probably uh, a 15 15 15 i'm sure that you remember from <laughs> your agri your agri <laughs> you know? and then uh, one that looks more like salt or uh, sugar mm -hmm. called urea yeah so i mean irrespective of uh, the crop uh, you buy and then you apply but I think there is a huge gap, there is a huge uh, yield deficit uh, that uh, over the years um, we've uh, realized. And you see, there's one thing about agriculture. It is actually agricultural science. A lot of us do the agri, but we don't do the science. Uh, the science is what we do in the room. The agri is what we do on the field. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have decided to tackle agriculture from the science perspective. And uh, of course, with science, you are able to solve problems. Science is actually meant to solve issues. Um, so we identify the problem. The problem is the yield gap. Actually came into the industry to solve an issue. Mm -hmm. We just don't want to be like uh, the everyday fertilizer company. Uh, so uh, we came in and we have the guts to differentiate and where where do we do that by establishing a state-of-the-art blending plant now there are key components in in uh, uh, 
breaching the yield gap actually but one of them like you rightly said is the input and fertilizer is a major input uh, so it means that for us to be able to maximize our yield we need to have the right nutrients in the soil now for example if you are sick and you go to the hospital and they've not diagnosed you and they only give you paracetamol um, I mean, you take it and there's nothing happens to you. That is what, how the situation used to be in the past where, I mean, all fit all fertilizers are applied. But this time around, we have come in to ensure that we diagnose the deficiencies in the soil, the soil nutrients. So, for example, if I come to your farm in your village, Kojo, in BA, um, and then I test the soil, and I realized that, okay, Kojo, what, 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 what do you want to cultivate on this soil? It's okay, I want to do maize. Okay, so we take samples of the soil and say, okay, with this, we realize that this is the level of nitrogen, this is the level of phosphorus, this is the level of potassium. Um, this is the level of acidity in the soil. So with that, this information, we are able to blend a fertilizer that will suit that, that particular soil in your village mm -hmm. for you to maximize your yield. And that is what is not was not being done in the past. So you asked a very vital question. Why didn't we just get up and then we import and then bag and come and sell? Um, we, we could have done that, actually. I mean, but again, we will not solve the issue. So we want to identify ourselves with our farmers and ensure that we give them tailor-made fertilizers. Fertilizers that will help maximize the yield. Not necessarily breach the yield gap, but I think if we... If we if we bridge the gap to about seventy to eighty percent, I think that is an achievement because the the other fact that the, the uh, fertilizers or the plant nutrition is not the only factor for breaching the yield gap hundred percent, but it's a major factor. So there are other factors like uh, the timing of planting, the application of pesticides and weedicides, and the, those other controls, the type of seed. But some, I mean, most times the fertilizers do the trick. So if I want to liken this onto the human being, yeah, a human being in an environment is there, but you need nutrition. Sure. And the nutrition should be tailor-made yeah. because there are some people with high metabolism, there mm -hmm. are some people with low metabolism. So assuming the two of us, mm -hmm. we have different metabolisms, but we do the same work. Yeah. And we are all eating fufu and I have high metabolism. Yeah. I may be able to burn the energy yeah. and move on. Exactly. You may not be able to burn that. You become yeah. obese mm -hmm. and unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Now, the mosquitoes and everything are there. They will eat us. But if I'm healthier, my body may even be able to resist Fight it. those yeah. pathogens and whatever yeah. they... So what you do for plants is to look at the soil states yeah. and the nutrients available in the soil. Yeah. And you design fertilizer blends yeah. that would compensate the plant appropriately. The deficiencies, yes. the nutrient deficiencies in the soil that will maximize the yield for that particular plant. So if I'm plant. planting, yeah. say, maize, which requires a certain amount of certain nutrients, sure. you design that for me. If exactly. I'm doing um, um, soya, mm -hmm. which may require a, a slightly different yeah. mix, you can do that sure. for me. If I'm planting, say, Okru, mm -hmm. which also requires something. For example, leguminous plants yeah. may not require a certain amount of something mm -hmm. because they fix from the air into the... So so all those things. So you are a bespoke tailor-made fertilizer company doing or blending fertilizers as required. As required by the soil. 
this and, is interesting and as required by the for example you mentioned um soya and maize mm -hmm. interestingly um you can plant soya and maize on the same soil uh, but you cannot use the same fertilizers because for example soya doesn't need sometimes it, soya doesn't even need nitrogen at all in fact soya plant actually feeds nitrogen into the soil yeah. so if i if i come to your plant uh, your farm and then okay you're doing a thousand acres of soya i'm not going to bother myself to increase my nitrogen i might be focused on the phosphorus and the potassium and even some micronutrients like magnesium and mm -hmm. zinc that will help maximize the yield so but maize requires a lot of nitrogen yeah. maize requires a lot of phosphorus it doesn't have the fixation no capacity so, or ability so like. this is where we used to be mm -hmm. where you get up and then you take a 15 15 fertilizer and said okay it's going to do well on soya and yeah sometimes you might have the vegetative what we call the vegetative growth mm -hmm. and a lot of people get excited with the vegetative growth oh you you're driving past a farm and then you see it the greenish and then you are so excited <laughs> it is not really about the vegetative I growth. some cucumbers and the things were growing very nice yeah. the leaves spreading and the whole house was green and you cannot wait for the but when fruit. the fruit started coming they were they were as small <laughs> as my finger so vegetative growth was okay but yeah. what the plant actually needed to give me the type of fruit yeah. i wanted it didn't have yeah so it couldn't give me that so in that particular case i wasted water mm -hmm. i wasted my energy mm -hmm. um tending for the plant yeah. i wasted my time i'm um, staking it for it to grow yeah. And if I had known what it required and gotten the right nutritional blend for it, I would have gotten the returns I need. Interesting. So, Glofet is the bespoke tailor-made fertilizer production company. Yeah. How big is your operation? You know, Ghana's industry is big. The yeah. need is big. How big is your operation and how do you see Well, I think we, situate, we are well situated in the agri uh, space in Ghana. Um, we are... We produce 120, our factory actually produces 120 tons per hour. 120 so 20 tons, tons per, per hour. hour. So that translates into, if we do a 10-hour shift uh, in a day, then probably we're looking at about 240, 2,400 metric tons a day. So currently, that is what we are doing. Wait, you do 120 per hour? Yes. So if you're doing I mean, 10, hours, 10 hour shift, that's 1,200. If yes. you're doing double shift, yes. that's 2,000. So currently we are doing double shift. I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure you're going to ask those questions, but I mean, let me just uh, uh, fast forward it. We are currently producing some fertilizers. I mean, we clearing some goods from the port and we're doing a just-in-time system where the raw materials come straight into the factory and then we produce, we blend. So that is what we're doing we have a shift system where there are people who there are guys i mean young 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 guys i mean very young dynamic very intelligent i mean highly motivated guys sometimes you need to be in the factory to see i always say that i love the night shift because and thanks to good day energy drink <laughs> <laughs> so if we run eight hour or ten hour shift which we do uh, that translates into 2,400 mm. metric tons. I mean, picture a cement bag. Yeah. 50 kgs. Most cement bags are 50 kgs, right? So, uh, if you want to measure a ton by the number of bags. 20 okay. cement bags. So, let's say 20 cement bags. That makes a ton. Yes. So, multiply that by 2,400. That's 48,000 bags a day. 
48,050 kg bags a day. And sometimes we're actually able to push beyond that because, I mean, uh, we, are, we have a very limited time. We have a very limited window. Uh, after this particular production, I mean, we getting a contract to blend for uh, another company that has just gotten a cocoa board contract. Mm -hmm. So they've um, actually contacted us to blend for them. So we're going to do that immediately after this. I mean, we are very busy mm. and, you, and I can say comfortably say that currently we are the largest in terms of uh, tonnage and capacity. Uh, our factory is a state-of-the-art, I mean, fully automated factory. And um, once you get your calculations right, uh, I mean, everything flows seamlessly. That's why we have such speed to produce and we don't compromise on quality. How many people does Glufet employ um, directly and indirectly? Currently, we have about 32 people on, uh, as direct employees. And uh, during production peak season, like this time, we have uh, each shift has about 70 people. And we run three shifts sometimes uh, because of if there's demand. So we're looking at about 210 people. Um, those are the casuals. So, and then we have the indirect, like, I mean, the people who are uh, hauling the raw materials for us. I mean, the, uh, the, the, the impact on the local economy. Mm -hmm. You come to the, our catchment uh, uh, area. Um, Chichiwe, we are situated between uh, Chichiwe and then Esuboy. So, and most of these guys are recruited from Esuboy, Chichiwe, and Suhum. So, they are not people that, I mean, are imported from uh, Tema area. No, all of them are from the locality. So, I mean, at the peak of production, we, I mean, we're looking at over 250 people, wow. Wow. And wow. which we currently to. I always say that the agribusiness space is too big. It's like the sky where two birds cannot collide. So for us, we don't see any competition. I mean, there's no competition so far as our industry is concerned because we want more people to come in. Uh, at the end of the day, we need, we, we need to help our farmers bridge the yield gap and then have the best. And that is the only way we can generate income. So and make life comfortable and avoid all these food security issues. With the size of your company and your production capacity, yeah. I want to assume that you can take up big local contracts and big regional contracts. Sure. What have you been up to um, this whole year? I'm, I'm asking this question yeah. because there have been reports of fertilizer shortage here and there and knowing that there are businesses like yours that have the capacity to supply the industry. Yeah. What have you been up to this year and till we get to the end of the year i know there are farmers getting ready to plant all sorts of things mm. what are you doing for them you've been mentioning we've been at the plant we've been producing back and forth what are you producing and what should the industry expect indeed this year has been one of the most challenging years for the industry um i mean there are several factors i mean you guys have discussed it extensively on your platform um I mean, the key is um, the world market of raw materials. Um, last year, by this time, um, we were buying a ton of, uh, say, uh, MOP, MOPs, more potassium, more mm -hmm. potash, uh, or um, nitrogen, urea, mm -hmm. um, uh, pre-urea. By this time, we were buying them $320 per metric ton a year, I mean, year to date. But... Currently, 
in fact, yesterday I was trying to close a urea deal, uh, and the guy communicated the price and said he'll be able to give it to me at 780 FOB uh, freight on board. Wait, that, from 300 and something yes. a year so on 780? You've not even heard the worst of it. So 780, that was yesterday. No, that was um, Wednesday. So I said, okay, let me just do a little calculation and come back. I came back, I went back to him this morning trying to ask him if he could, we could chip off some uh, dollars of the price and now it's 830 dollars per month. So even the 780, um, I, I won't be able to get it. This afternoon is hitting nine twenty dollars per metric ton. So you can see the price. I mean, over the year, just a year ago, had quadrupled. Uh, so it's a it's a major challenge. Um, and then um, uh, we also, I mean, I know there have been a lot of issues in the in the news. I wouldn't want to go there, but um, that we actively. We are active participants in the government flagship program of planting for food and jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I mean, over the past three years, I mean, we've been uh, very key to that. We've supplied quality fertilizers to the government. Uh, it just so happened that, I mean, over the past three years, the government had always paid on time. Uh, but I mean, this year there have been delays uh, in the payment from government. I mean, for reasons which, I mean, from the government perspective is justified because of, I mean, we live in a post-COVID era, the rippling effects of COVID. And then, I mean, I mean, I mean, there are, I mean, general, general financial practical challenges financial for challenges, and, you know, but again, uh, I'm looking at, I mean, the facility I took from the bank um, to raise an LC last year to bring in the product. And as I speak, I'm not able to pay my LC to my bankers and my facility has tipped into a, a loan and it's now even in penal limit. Uh, so you're paying 10% of interest on that interest that you used to pay. I mean, it's a whole lot of... So by the time the government pays you, I mean, everything is wiped off. So those were the... So, I mean, we were a bit cash-trapped uh, previously when the government... In fact, for the past three years, government had always paid on time within maximum within uh nine months we are paid mm -hmm. but this year i mean we had our first consignment we were one of the first companies uh, last year that brought in a cargo of thirty thousand metric tons of raw materials in fact that was the first week of the lockdown mm -hmm. uh, march 2020 that was when our cargo landed at the port of tema so you can imagine from march last year to this time we've not been paid uh, and but I mean, thankfully, the Ministry of Finance, the Ministry of Agric, I, mean, I want to say a very big thank you to the ministers. Uh, they've been on the case, they've mm. been pushing, and you guys have done a very good job trying to plead our case for us. And they are working on releasing those funds, though belated, but I mean, it's better. Yeah, so, so before lockdown, yeah. you took <clears throat> delivery of 30,000 metric tons of raw materials. Yes. I know now you are doing production sure. and ensuring that you put products on the market for farmers. Yeah. What capacity are you working with now? So currently, um, so you were asking about this year, and mm -hmm. I was going to. So this year we've not been able to uh, bring in uh, raw materials earlier than than we used to, but thankfully, of course, better late than never. Uh, the good news is that you know the rainfall pattern in the country has equally changed. Yeah. So it's like Ghana is gradually going to experience a kind of like an all-year uh, uh, farming season where 
so a lot of people are no more heavily relying on rain-fed agriculture mm -hmm. quite a number of people are going into irrigation. Uh, irrigation so i mean that you can have about three seasons in a year so uh, there are some people who are planting now under irrigation and uh, and of course uh we uh we producing for such people and then also getting ready for for the coming season so uh from experience we decided this time around we're not going to bring uh that uh, heavy quantity of raw materials will we'll, we'll, we'll bring them in badges so that we can easily handle because at the end I mean this we are putting in a lot of austerity measures to mm -hmm. ensure that I mean we, we re minimize our cost and maximize our gains as much as we can I mean with current world market prices sometimes you are just wondering how uh, the farmer is going to survive and again you look at you look at the burden on government to subsidize uh, fertilizers for the farmers uh, i think governments over the years have done so well with this subsidy thing because that's a huge i mean uh, 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 amount to uh, to dole out for subsidies so and once the prices are increasing obviously it means the subsidy uh, budgetary allocation has also increased ensure the so now we are trying as much as we can to just so currently we brought in about I mean, a bit shy of 16,000 metric tons uh, uh, and we've been clearing that for the past almost two weeks uh, and like I said we're, we're doing a just-in-time system of various blends there's about six different raw materials uh, from uh, I mean predominant we have some raw materials here already uh, one of the best uh, companies in the world noted for raw material in Spain we brought and with very high level of micronutrients called Fetina Grow. so once we finish blending this we bring in the next batch and I must mention that um, this year um, we we've had a lot of support from our banking partners mm -hmm. um, let me mention that uh, Universal Merchant Bank UMB has been very patient with us because they've, they've, we've done business with them for the past four or five years. We've always paid off our LCs, and this is the first time that our LCs have uh, gotten into uh, a facility. But, I mean, we they've been very patient. You mean they're not Jumo Bene and his team? Oh, yeah, I mean, that guy is a wonderful guy. So if he's listening, he should chip off some interest. He, he, uh, used, to, he, he used to be a contributor on the City Business Festival. Oh, yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. No, when he was with Stanley, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, great guys. I mean, they've been very supportive. I mean, I mean UMB. I must say that UMB came true for us last year during the lockdown. Mm -hmm. In fact, when everybody was locked down, they allocated two guys, Collins and Roland and Charlotte and his team and me in Tema East Branch. I mean, they had special permission to ensure that our LCs were issued for us to get a product in last year. But for that, I mean, last year, uh, our farmers would have struggled. So they've been very supportive. But of course, you know, this Bank of Ghana single obligor limit and all that. So yes, we've, we've paid part of the LC from what we mocked from the market and then uh, the rest has tipped in so it's not all the lc that the, um, the full amount that tipped in but of course because of the single obligor limit and all the, those uh, bank of ghana regulations uh, uh, they they supported us to uh, assess a facility from uh, ECOWAS bank for investment and development and i might also say a very big thank you to 
I mean, the Minister of Agri, I mean, he played a very key role, uh, Honorable Dr. Efriye Okoto, I mean, played a very key role in ensuring that uh, Glofet assessed um, a trade line from ECOWAS Bank for Investment and Development. And I want to say a very big thank you to the team as well, the EBIT team, uh, Dr. Jakum and his team, Dr. Mabuba, Dr. Edu Jemfi, and all those guys who worked tirelessly uh, for for us to assess this. So that is what we're currently using. And, and UMB is the agent bank um, that is uh, in this. But we also have some other banking partners like Stambic, um, Ecobank, um, and then uh, Fidelity Bank. So we also, I mean, they've played various roles. Um, at at some point, so we want to also save. So now your financial partners have enabled you, yeah, to bring in more raw material to produce. Yeah. When are the finished products hitting the market, and are you producing for some specific customers, or you are producing for all of us, so that maybe I could buy a couple of bags on my garden and. <laughs> so give me a call give the team a call i mean whatever you need tell them what you want you want to use it for and i mean they will gladly produce to meet um because we have we are under contract with the government uh, this first consignment that we brought uh, is strictly going to go under planting for food and jobs uh to i mean fill in the gaps uh, for especially those guys under irrigation uh, because um, the 15,000 metric tons, all of which is going to go under the planting for food and job. Um, yes, like I said, because we have a under, we are under contract with government to supply that. After that, uh, the next consignments that will come probably will be able to produce for the private, I mean, commercial farmers and all that too. Yeah. So, how do people contact Glowfet to do business with you? You go to our website. Um, and then um, you call call us on zero three zero three nine seven nine nine five four. Go to glowfed.com and you get all the information there. You can send us an email on sales at glowfed.com, uh, and I mean we'll respond immediately. So just go to glowfed.com. It's been good talking to you, um, CEO of Glowfed, uh, Ghana's biggest fertilizer blending. blending company yeah. by capacity yeah. it's been great talking to you about the industry the challenges what yeah. you are doing and how people can contact you i wish you all the best um i believe that agric is big under the 100 billion ghana city ghana cares about Tampa project agric is one of the main underpinning pillars that is going to um, that the government wants to use to drive us into growth yeah. and for companies and people like you to invest in the space i think is a big thing and i wish you all the best um, Glowfet, um, keep growing growth. Yeah. We, so, we, so we can get food to eat. Exactly. I mean, food security <laughs> is a major issue. I must mention that uh, it's been projected by the ECOWAS Commission for Agriculture that by 2027, uh, sorry, 2025, about 27 million West Africans are going to go hungry if oh. we don't address this food security issue. So, I think uh, if there is any area that we really need to focus on and it is the agri sector uh, because I mean food is surely a, a national security issue and we want to thank all our partners and our stakeholders um, and everybody I mean city city FM city TV you've always been there for us from day one so thank you very much my friend and uh, God richly bless you um, uh, 
keep helping us uh, and we want to keep growing growth and uh, make Ghana a better place. Indeed, it's been great talking to you. My name is Kojo Akoto Bating. This has been the City Business Edition, the Fertilizer Edition uh, with the CEO of Glowfet, that is Foster Mauli Benson. Thank you very much for listening.